In order to truly understand that, you have to engage your mind. Because if you don't engage your mind, what are you saying? God exists everywhere except in the mind. In other words, to believe in God, I have to have a naive faith. I have to be a person who's a vegetable, who can't think, who's dumb, who, who, who intentionally chooses to be dumb and play not childlike, but childish, be childish. Because if a person will develop his intellect, intellect is a contradiction to the belief in the unity of God. Because the whole assumption of intellect is I. What's the underlying assumption of intellect? I. You are detached. I will observe. I'm brilliant. I'm logical. I'll figure it out. So intellect, by definition, is a contradiction to the faith, to the faith in the absolute unity of God. Because intellect, by definition, is I. But that, and that's a contradiction to the truth that there's no other reality but God. Because you're saying there's no other reality but God if you're naive, if you play dumb, if you're childish. But if you're intellectual and you have a very deep thinking mind and, and you can think for yourself, you can't. You're too smart, too intelligent to be so naive and so innocent and so pure and so whole. You know, intellectual by definition. Understand that life is a compromise and, and you can't be so naive and so totally devoted and dedicated and passionate. You have to be cool, you have to be detached. Don't take it so seriously. So it seems as if the intellect is a contradiction and conflict to faith. And therefore it's a contradiction to the faith that is not the reality but God. Because in the world of intellect, godliness, the absolute unity of God cannot permeate in the world of intellect. In the world of, of academia, in the world of university, in the world of high thinking, in the world of deep thinking, in the world of profound thinking. You can't be a profound thinker and at the same time be a man of faith. And yet this is the whole essence of the Chabad movement. Chabad is an acronym for Chachma Bina Das. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And just having learned the 53 chapters of the first port, you see that Alter Rebbe goes very deep. It, it engages your mind. It's not enough just to have pure faith. To have pure faith, you have to fully engage your mind. And you have to meditate and think very deeply about the reality that there is no other reality but God. And perceive it and internalize it and integrate it and try to understand it to the utmost of your ability. Because the, the very belief that there's no other reality but God forces me, forces me and tells me that there can't be, intellect cannot contradict that truth. On the contrary, genuine intellect, genuine intellect could be open to perceiving the limitations of intellect. The mind could understand and could come to the realization of its own limitations. And be open, your mind should be wide open to perceive realities that really transcend the mind. That there is a reality that totally transcends the mind. How the mind is so limited. Our finite understanding, our defined limited understanding, the whole universe that we exist in of words and concepts, time, space, past, present, future, numbers, concepts, all of this is so limited. And life itself is infinite. God is infinite and therefore we cannot possibly perceive or grasp something that's beyond. But the mind could appreciate its limitations and the mind could be open to perceive a transcendent reality. So the mind could reach its limits. The mind could understand its limits. And then the mind becomes open to a truth that transcends the mind. The mind realizes that I am not the ultimate arbiter. I, am not, I don't play God. I don't think I am God. That's why a Jew wears a yarmulke. You don't think that your mind is God. There's something above your mind. You don't think that your limited understanding and conceptions, that's the beginning and the middle and end of all reality. And what our mind understands is nothing. It's just a drop in the ocean, not even 
a slice of life removed from the ocean, which already distorts the whole the whole reality. The whole perception is already off and distorted and limited, inherently limited. And science today has come to the realization, brilliant mind, the mind itself, science, has come to the realization of the ultimate absolute limitation of the mind. So much so that they don't even offer any absolutes anymore. They say all we know is probabilities, definitions, descriptions, limited relative definitions and descriptions from our limited perspective. All it is is probabilities. We can't say anything for certain. Scientists will tell you honestly, I don't know anything for certain because, because my whole perspective is so inherently flawed and so inherently limited, it's impossible for me to give you the objective truth or the total truth or the honest truth. Because I don't see the whole picture. I can see the whole picture. By definition, it's impossible. And the scientists understand this logically and scientifically. And therefore, it opens your mind to perceiving realities that totally blow your mind away, that are paradoxical. For example, quantum mechanics, it, it blows your mind away. It's illogical. It's anti-logical. It's illogical. It's irrational. On the, on the electromagnetic level of radiation, it's particles, waves at the same time. It's impossibility. It's like squaring a circle. And yet, that, that's the reality. So the mind, the scientist, has opened himself up to perceive and to absorb and to take in a reality which totally blows the mind away. So it's only when a person's mind is engaged, fully engaged, that a person could really achieve pure faith. Because it's only when the mind is fully engaged and the mind fully understands the limitations of the mind that then the mind becomes open. Your mind becomes open to an infinite reality. And this is the revolution of Hasidus, of Chabad Hasidus, more so than the other Hasidic philosophers. We're not going to be here next week. Next week, Yutas Kislev is the day that Alter Rebbe was liberated from prison, the day that Tanya was published, two years before he was in prison. He was liberated in Yutas Kislev, the 19th day of Kislev, next Thursday. And the Alter Rebbe was different than all his colleagues, because the Alter Rebbe developed a system of Chabad, of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. It's not enough to have faith and to have love and joy and passion and belief in the Rebbe. You have to. Charismatic leader, he said it's imperative that every Jew must be fully engaged. Your relationship with God has to be a total relationship. It has to fully engage your mind. Because each one of us is so different how we process information, how we internalize information, how we integrate information, how we relate, how we connect. And unless it engages you as an individual, it doesn't mean anything. Because then the faith is vague, fuzzy, nebulous. It's not a potent, it's not a force in your life. Traditional. Tradition is not a force in your life. It's not real. And the con- it remains submerged and subconscious. It's not a conscious force in your life. In order to make it a conscious force in your life, you must internalize, you must integrate, you must meditate, you must reflect, you must study, you must learn to the best of your ability. And your mind could be fully engaged and your mind could be on fire. That's the revolution of the Tanya. It's one thing your heart to be on fire. Your heart is in flame. It's a flame with a passionate love to Hashem. Fervor. Ecstasy. The Alter Rebbe revolutionized. Alter Rebbe introduced the concept. Your mind is on fire. Your mind understands godliness. Your mind senses and perceives something that blows your mind away. Totally beyond human definition and description, something that's infinite. Your mind could be open to an infinite reality and could appreciate it, could be open to it, and that becomes truly mind-expanding. A person who, whose intellect is God, is the ultimate arbiter, who doesn't wear the yarmulke, doesn't have the self-nullification, that person's mind is closed, is a closed-minded person. It's the person of faith who has a very deep faith, 
who has a faith in the absolute unity of Hashem and whose mind doesn't work in cross purposes and opposite directions, but the mind is also harnessed and the mind is engaged in appreciating this faith and in internalizing this faith. That person's mind expands and that person's faith is internalized and becomes conscious. The faith comes out of the closet, so to speak, and the intellect expands. And you become a true intellectual, a true thinker, an honest thinker, an objective thinker. So this is the foundation. The foundation of reaching, of developing a relationship with God, the foundation is a pure faith. But the only way to achieve pure faith is when the faith not only isn't the faith in contradiction and conflict with the intellect, but the intellect is put to service of the faith. When the intellect is used to bring the faith, to allow the faith to emerge and surface in a conscious level, and the intellect to its maximum capacity fully realizes, it dawns on the intellect, it dawns on you, and you appreciate it, the limitations of the intellect, and therefore it expands your mind, and you become open to truths and to realities that totally eluded you before. You had no clue, you had no idea that these realities even exist. And then the mind becomes open and the mind can begin to perceive, feel and perceive the infinite. And then the mind is set on fire. That's a chassid. A chassid is one who's not only as hard as on fire, especially a chabad chassid, a babish chassid, it's not only someone who's as hard as on fire, but something very novel. The mind is on fire. The mind is blown away by godliness. The mind is warm. The mind is a warmer. Instead of being a cold intellectual, a cold fish, a piece of ice that's self-hating, that's arrogant. The mind is on fire. The mind is a warm Jew. Powerful intellect, powerful thinking, but pure faith, simple faith, real faith, genuine faith. A warm Jew, a heartwarming Jew, a wholesome Jew, a Jew who loves his fellow Jew. A Jew who's ready to sacrifice his life for Hashem. A Jew who's uncompromising on his beliefs, uncompromising on truths uncompromising on the security of Israel, uncompromising in our Jewishness, who has strength, who has backbone, who has guts, who has courage, who can see truth, and, and who has the courage to stand up for truth. Truth is truth, and truth will always win out at the end of the day, but truth needs a little help. You have to have the courage to say it. Once the truth comes out, it's too late. Then everyone sees it, you know, of course, yeah, of course. Everyone rewrites history. Everyone says, yeah, right, I was there from day one, sure. It's to say the truth when it's not popular to say the truth. When it takes courage to say the truth. When it's not clear. Things are never clear. It's always blurry. You have to have the strength not to conform. To have that rebellious spirit. To have that stiff-necked spirit. The Jews are stiff-necked people. Stubborn people. Have that stubbornness and the stiff-neckedness to stand out. And don't be afraid. Stick to your guns. Stand up for principle. Stand up for conviction, popular, not popular. That's, that's what courage needs. But that could only happen when your mind is on fire. Because when your mind is on fire, then you also have the language. You have the language to describe the soul. Unfortunately, unfortunately, simple Jews have the healthy instinct, but they don't have the language. When they encounter great so-called pseudo-intellectuals that come with great seemingly logical arguments to just close their mouth. They have nothing to say. They know in their heart that they're wrong, and if they have to vote, they'll vote the truth, and the truth will always win. But 
they're lost. They don't have the language to counter it. But the Chabad Chassid, the one whose mind is on fire, he can find the language to counter all the nonsense and all the ridiculousness and the absurdities and the total nonsense that's coming out of the pseudo-intellectuals of the so-called intellectual elite and the lies and the distortions and the upside-down thinking and the crookedness and the upside-down thinking and the arrogance. And he has the language not only to stand up to what's truth, but to also articulate it and to express it and to express faith, and express faith proudly and, and uh, correctly. 